husband wakes up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hi everyone, you've downloaded our podcast and if you're a regular podcaster on a Friday, you'll know that this is it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Short week didn't mean we did a lot. Here is Things I've Learned. Getting to know you. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. How good was it to catch up with Amy Shark this week? She always keeps us on our toes. My name is Amy Shark. Hello, hello. You still haven't updated your intro. No, <laughs> no. We're nostalgic here. She's had a few songs since then. That's uh, a good point. No, Which no, songs would you it. like in your intro? Oh, just, you know, there's a new album out. There's a new, new, new album, new me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't take true. me back there. I got past that. That's going to make me hang on to that now for years. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play it just because you know I've got problems. Well, uh, let's roll this again. <laughs> <laughs> I learnt that a hubby Shane is very involved with everything she does. I have watched a video that you posted and everyone's been talking about it just on repeat because, God, it just makes me laugh. And it's you and Shane, who is your husband, trying to figure out the track list. We're not pulling the song apart right now. I'm making a note that, that I don't like that pre. Amy disagrees, but it's coming out. Because Shane said so. <laughs> the boss man said so. <laughs> you enjoy working together, though, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Sorry. If there's one that he doesn't like, go, oh, babe, that was about you, though. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's titled Jerk Face. Thanks, <laughs> no, no. I also learned how him and Amy first got together. I think it might be a little bit of a touchy subject. We all kind of flattered together, and um, and he was oh, just you listening. You flatmate. That's how you guys got together. <laughs> Let's not get into that. The old flatmate, especially not while I'm in Queensland. Oh, okay. oh, the old flatmate story. It's always a bit of a grey area. You're going red. Um, pardon? You're going red. No, no, it's just my <laughs> jumper. <laughs> Together. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the music. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just like he. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving now. I'm going. It's really good to see you guys. <laughs> Update your playlist. <laughs> Last week, Abby had an ethical dilemma. I have a bracelet that I haven't worn that an ex-boyfriend gave to me. Scotty wouldn't want me to wear the bracelet mm. and I haven't thrown it out because it was such a big deal for him to give it and because we're still friends. I could should melt it down mm. but if I melt it down, <laughs> does the whole essence of it still exist? I learnt you're fine with it. I have had two pairs of earrings joined together. I've had a necklace made into an anklet. I had my wedding and engagement ring remade into a really big dress ring. Did you have to have the conversation about giving it Back? No, I no, hold no. on to it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Katie. I sold it on Marketplace. How much did you make? On the website, it said like 850 but it was only like 120 bucks. I need some drinks this weekend. I'm just going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so it all looked good to go. But you know what? We better make sure. And we got her ex on who gave her the gift. It was so great that that ex just so happens to be a guy who worked on this radio station. Isn't it weird? I know relationships inside radio are very incestuous. Also, haven't you got enough money that you can buy new earrings? Like, you've been doing that job for years. I learnt that maybe this gift meant a little more to him than it did her. Were you in love with Abby when you gave her the jewellery? I reckon I was, and then she probably took it as a parting gift. 
But, oh, thank you very much. It's nice that we're exchanging things as I leave. <laughs> that is so not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. No, it was a full-on gift at the time, though, because we yes. just started going out. So you can't win. They don't Ooh. give me enough gifts. They've given me a, a gift that's too expensive <laughs> at the start of a relationship. Yeah. Like, what do we do? Uh, it's not me. <clears throat> it's just you're too nice. Still in the room. Yeah, like, too oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I loved the bracelet. I used to wear it, but then it came to yeah, a point... Yeah, it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but Stab has a dog. We got a puppy dog. I have a puppy. His name is Angus. That dog is pretty much treated like a human being. Do you want some food, Angus? Yes, I do want some food. Your second child. Yeah, I don't know how people have two kids, man. It's a nightmare. (laughs) So, Stabby Boy is the perfect person to pet sit. Chris Brown, now there's me, the Barton vet. Because <laughs> oh, I'm uh, pet-sitting a friend's cat, but there's an added degree of difficulty in that the cat has diabetes and I've got to give it an injection while I'm looking after it, else it dies. I'm not sure I would take that responsibility on. I bet you can't find the cat. That's, what that's my cat. main concern Ooh. if I can't find the cat. Yeah, he said it'll be on my bed, that's where he always is. I'll or bring that the cat in. in. We'll have to find, find it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then keep it here from Monitor today. Monitor it. Yeah. Now, this is a pretty important job that he cannot get wrong. But I did learn that it's not always smooth sailing when pet sitting. We were out sitting a lot of years ago with my girlfriend at the time and one of their two boxes passed away and they're in Germany. They asked us to throw everything away out of their upright freezer, wrap the boxer in a blanket so they could see it when they got home. Oh, my God. No, you're, you're lying, Glenn. <laughs> no, no, I wish I was. I really wish I was. No, you're not going crazy. You are hearing the story that you think you are. And I can understand that you want to say goodbye. Yeah, you want to say goodbye. goodbye. You walk into your house, mm-hmm. put your bags down, yep. and go, go the open the freezer and pull the ice block dog out. Well, then yeah. you'd want it to deep. Yeah. I don't know. So was it big, deep freeze, or was it one of those freezers on top of the fridge? The big pair of uprights. Man, I'm still not sure whether you're telling the truth or not. I man, believe you, Glenn. Oh. I believe you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no, Mate, I appreciate you. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I do believe you. Yeah, good no, on that you, That has me out. Thank you. That has freaked me out because their freezer, the freezer is tiny. <laughs> what a week it has been. I've learned a lot and you can learn more too by downloading our podcast right now on the Listener app. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I know you like clearing out stuff, Maddie, and I was doing a bit of a clear out and I wanted to donate a whole lot of clothes to um, our... Uh, Second-hand store. I'm not going to say which one. Uh, but I, I was donating. And I, you know, you always have the bags in your car. Mm. And they're always in, like, my Woolies bags and stuff like that. And I was like, I need to take them there. And you just you always forget. I say to Esther all the time, take it now. She goes, no, I'll do it tomorrow. And yeah. then I'm like, no, that thing will rattle around the I back know. of the car for six months. I know. And I've had all the bags in there. And I was like, no, finally I'm going to do it because I can also do some double denim shopping. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And I like to give to charity. It makes me feel good. Because I'm always like, so many people over the years have helped me out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like giving back. Yeah, I you've taken like so much, it's time I to give have, back. I have, I have. No, so many people have helped me over the years when I needed it. So I'm like, if I can do good, then I will. And they're lovely there. And I was like, here you go, some really good stuff, right? And I was like, I'm just going to go and have a look at the double denim stuff. So they were sort of unpacking everything and lovely ladies having a chat. They said, here you go. There were some denim high heels, remember, I wanted. Yeah. They weren't really the right size. I was like, no, nah, I haven't got time. I'll come back. Thank you, ladies. 
you know, they're like, we'll see you next time, no worries. So I walked out and then I was like, oh, you know what I have to do as well? Because I've got all the bags in the back. I've got to go um, and drop some stuff off at the dry cleaner. So I went into the dry cleaner and I took out my beautiful, expensive dresses that I've been gifted. And I went, oh, no. Oh, God. And all I had was baby stuff in it. So I had dropped off. <laughs> all these good dresses that, can I just say, are so expensive because I was gifted them. All the robed ones I had. Oh, my God. So I had three of those in there. <sighs> I had Scotty's shirt in there. I had a dress that I bought, like a designer one, second secondhand on eBay. You're looking at about 1500 here, aren't man, you? Man, no. Like, I'm going to go. I didn't buy a lot of it, but that's yeah. not the point. No, I won't. And I just looked, and they were like, you want baby clothes? And I was like, no, I have done something really bad. <laughs> so, I mean... Technically, I should just let it go, right? No, no. you go straight no, back no, there and get it stuff. It was a dress, so I had to go back. Mm. Now, normally what they are supposed to do is they're supposed to sort it and it's supposed to go to the big sorting place so no. they can distribute them. They opened that bag, went, look at these bad boys, popped their own boots and shoved them in and said, we are going here. <laughs> Closed for business. As I went back, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you know when If you have to keep telling people how good you are and how much you donate to charity. I do this all the time. Honestly, I'm like, you know what they call me? The Mother Teresa of the Salvation Army. <laughs> Honestly, they go, oh, look, female Jesus is here once again clothing the people. That's me. See that rack? All of that rack was me. Can I please have my design address? So I had to, like, give them back. I was like, there's some really good baby stuff in there. Like, some of the stuff I was, oh, it's so good. I'm going to give you that. If I could just get them back. And they're like, yeah, we just need to go through where they are and they couldn't find one of the dresses. I was like, of course they couldn't. taken it, haven't they? I was like, I just really need that dress because it's something really special to me. Mm. So they got them all up. I can't go back there. They did find them all and I put them all in the thing and I went and took them. I don't reckon reckon you're the first person who's done that. No, probably not. What, stealing the clothes that they've just dropped off? No, donated the wrong stuff and gone back to get it. Because I've said the same thing. If I do a drop off for Esther when she hands over a bag of clothes... I go to her and I go, just confirming <laughs> that this is the bag that's <laughs> going. <laughs> this is not a storage something or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the the worst case scenario is you could have waited a week and then gone back and bought it again. No. No, I couldn't afford them. No. <laughs> well, they would, they, the, the things they'd sell them for like 10 bucks, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's like, you know how you're always reading those stories of, I found a Louis Vuitton in, a, in my thrift shop. Maybe that's everyone that's. I was just even just thinking about going back and just saying, "I'm really sorry. I know how good quality it is. They've got a few stains on them, so I'm going to take them, get them dry cleaned, and I'll be back. Will you be here next week? Probably not the same time. That's good. There's a, there's a saying in the bike community that uh, if you die, this ties in, yeah. if yeah. you die, uh, men are scared. At the their wives will sell their bikes for the price they told them they paid, <laughs> not what they actually paid. And yeah. I wonder, is that the same for women, yeah. that men will donate all of their expensive clothes because they're like, oh, well, she bought it for 40 bucks. Who cares? But it's actually a $300. So you reckon on my wardrobe, I need to, rather than do colours or anything like that, I'll go, yeah, this price. is the donating stuff. Yeah. This is the stuff that you pass on. I don't yeah. care. No one fits. Yeah. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We are very lucky here in Australia that we've got live shows uh, still happening, and this man is coming back to his homeland. Um, we're talking about Jim Jeffries. You can see him live when he tours. He joins us this morning. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. We're allowed to say coming back home, right? You're still Australian, even though you've got citizen yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah for no, sure. No. Welcome home. Look, I, I, 
I may be an American citizen, but I, I never give up the Australian passport. No, Australia is my home. I'm like Peter Allen, me. Is it, is it a bit like um, is it a bit like John Oliver did it as well? He's British. If you become a citizen over there, it gives you a bit more ability to take the piss out of the country. Uh, I did it because I never wanted to get caught with drugs on my body and get arrested where I'd get be sent back home. You know what I mean? So, so I, I did it for selfish reasons. Everyone's different. I, I wanted yeah, to make myself arrestable. Yeah, fair oh. enough. We're, we're so excited that you're um, you're going to be gigging here. Is because I always think this is a perfect first date to go to a comedy thing because if you both laugh at the same things or if you look at them and they're concerned and you're like, well, that's not my sense of humour. Would you say that your show is going to be a good first date material? I, I think I think the dirtier the comedian, the better to take a girl to mm. or a guy to, mm. um, just because you can see, you know, if you think there'll be a goer that night or you might have to take a few more different dates with them. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go to someone too clean on a first date. So, I, yeah, I think it's a pretty good way to go. But in saying that, you can also make it to be a horrible date. You, you'll know within the first 10 minutes if it's going to be a very long night for you. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But, and also having to pretend if there's a filthy joke mm. and you want to have a laugh at it, pretending that you don't want to laugh at it is even harder, especially, you know, if a show goes for an hour long. <laughs> that, that'd be painful. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I'm bringing uh, my wife. I, I got married in COVID. I'm bringing my wife back to Australia for the first time oh. to meet the family and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and my wife, she's British, and she lives here in America, obviously. And uh, she, by the time we get there, she'll be seven months pregnant. And I have to quarantine for two weeks before I get into the country with a seven-month pregnant woman. <laughs> uh, it's going to be difficult. I hope the food they give us is uh, close to what you want. Oh, my oh, God. Geez. That's Imagine if you... I mean, you're not going to, Jim. Like, it's very happy days. You got married during COVID. You're in love. But you couldn't break up when you got two weeks quarantine in, like, day two. Because mm. you... you no. no, you guys are well, fine. You, just... you like to think that I, you like to think I'm in love and you won't break up with me. But I tell you what, I, I'm not so sure. It could happen at any time. Yeah, imagine if you're in there and then and then uh, something skinwhip happens or something, and then you have to break up and be a hell a hell of a time. Oh god! Um, but uh, no, she's looking she's looking forward to it. No, I'm looking forward to being back in Australia and actually getting on stage. I haven't been on stage in about a year and a half, so. Mm. I've been trying to write jokes for Australia at the moment. I've been watching Australian news. I've been trying to follow everything that's been going on there. And uh, um, to be honest with you, Australia's the best place to perform right now in the entire world. I know, yeah. I know that New Zealand's been open up for a long time, but, you know, who wants to go there? <laughs> <laughs> now, is it also true that you own more Bitcoin than Elon Musk? You are richer than Elon Musk. I'm not richer than Elon. How much, how much Bitcoin does Elon Musk have? I've got one Bitcoin. Oh, well, I was told that your Bitcoin is now worth more than El- what Elon Musk has. Maybe he sold all of his He's off. He's got none. <laughs> what's, what's your Bitcoin worth? I, I, I got one worth 50-something thousand dollars or whatever it's worth. I don't know. I find, I find all these cryptocurrencies, they keep on telling me, they go, you've got to invest in it. It's instead of money. And then they go, I go, okay, how much is it worth? And then they tell you how much it's worth in money. And then you go, how do you buy it? They go, with money. So it's still money, right? right yeah, that's a yeah, very good like, point. It looks like I can buy a Bitcoin for a couple of rocks. It's still bloody money. <laughs> I've got some Dogecoin as well. Whatever Dogecoin is, it seems to be a dog or something. I bought some of that. It's just gambling. It's no, it's no different than going down to a casino. You, 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 it's just gambling.
Yeah, and always, right. I always think of the coins that Mario gets when he bangs his head on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get? It's just online, isn't it? Like, I know I'm equipped. Like, it, you just get, it, like, a certificate online that you've got it. Like when you buy a star. Yeah, like when you You meant to put it in a digital purse or something like that. Mm. I've got a Bitcoin, but I don't know how to spend a Bitcoin. People go, we accept Bitcoin. I, I don't know how to access it or give it to you. I don't know what to do with it, but I got one. That's how, that's how they get you. No one can touch yeah. it. <laughs> and apparently there's rules. If you forget your password to access your Bitcoin, you can't recover that's it. it. That's the end of it. It's, yeah. You've done your money. Apparently there was a guy who had all of his oh, Bitcoin yeah. in a laptop and, and, then it, that got and it went to away, the dump it, yeah. or something mm. like that. So now he's screwed. And I forget my passwords all the time. If my Bitcoin was on my email... I'd lose it about twice a week. Exactly. How are you meant to keep that? that that's exactly right. Um, now, also, to you waiting on Ellen. You, you did a lot over COVID. You, you got your wife pregnant. You obviously married her first. And then you got in on the Ellen debate about her. Have you met Ellen DeGeneres? I've never met Ellen DeGeneres. I know a lot of people who know Ellen DeGeneres. I just know from working, I, I'm Team Ellen. Like, when did it become illegal to be a nasty person? She didn't do anything except... You know, I, I think she, if, she has, if she has 200 staff members and 10 of her complaints, that's about right if you're running a company. <laughs> People are always going to hate the boss. And then it's like there was a girl who went, oh, she tried to get me fired because my nails weren't done. I don't believe that. I believe maybe, maybe she found a hair in her soup or something and then she went to the management. I didn't like the way that girl talked to me. Plus her nails are no good. I'd have to see the situation to actually know what went on there. Yeah. It's the same with Meghan Markle. I can't speculate on what Prince Charles may or may not have said. I'd have to see the tone of his voice and how he rocked it out. He probably did say something racist, but I can't condemn the man until I see it firsthand. Fair enough. <laughs> it is true, and though. And is that cancel, cancel, cancel yeah. culture where we're like, yep, yep, done. In every done workplace, you, there's, gonna, there's always 5% of the people who hate the joint, but they never quit. They just stomp around for 30 years mm. saying how horrible how horrible it's going to be. We all hate our boss. I thought he was talking yeah, about yeah, you. Yeah. You've been here the longest, Steph. I was like, is that you? That's a good point. Am I, am I here's Ellen, am I? Well, <laughs> you never know. Mate, we're looking. We're looking forward to it. Uh, you are coming here to Brisbane. Tickets are on sale the 13th of May. Uh, you can get them at ticketech.com.au. Jim Jeffries, a pleasure, buddy. We'll see you here uh, in Brisbane. Thanks for having me on the show. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks, 10 grand, Monday morning, the 9th of May. Here are your uh, two answers. They are... Nugget mm. and Norway. Your letter is N. Well done, everybody. <laughs> Good job. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A date. It's a date. I don't believe anyone truly likes feedback. You say you do and you're open to it, but it always is that little bit of a hurt. It just is. because Feedback it's... is only good if it's positive. If mm-hmm. it's constructive, <laughs> nah. You should take it. And I always, I guess, I always want feedback to improve. But even when you get it, you still go, oh, really? Oh, okay. People who say, yeah, no, I that's love a good point. honest feedback never do. They're I the do. ones who you give it to and they go, what just say that for? <laughs> I don't do that. Would you, you like it if you were the sort of person that couldn't get dates or you had been going on a lot of dates but hadn't got a second one? Would mm. you be open to honest feedback? Maybe they'll be like, look, your outfit just threw me off. You wore a, a sporting 
T-shirt, and mm-hmm. I just I didn't like it. Would you be open to that? Because this started after a lovely lady we met when we were doing a walk together. Yes. Remember we were doing a fundraiser walk? Mm-hmm. And she came up to us and she goes, I just can't get a date. And you guys couldn't talk. No, we could talk. She she had told us she on air earlier. She was very, very attractive. I she clearly said, said to her, habit, 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 habit. <laughs> She she was on the air with us and she said, I, I can't get a date. I don't know why. I didn't yeah. fall out of the ugly tree. Yeah. And we're and like, we, well, it's a big call to say you're hot. And then you met hot. her and you're like, fair call. She's hot. She's ridiculously uh, hot. This but- is her. Very, I suppose, sarcastic person. My, I've got a very dry English sense of humour. Uh-huh. I think a lot of Aussie men don't get it. But a lot of them do. But some, sometimes they're like, who are you? You're an idiot. So, yeah, we sent her out on a date um, to give some honest feedback. And it was, it's interesting because you just don't see it. You're never going to sit on a date with a mirror up to you mm. and record what you want to do. So we just want to know, there are people out there, you can call 131060 now. Would you like honest feedback? If we could organise a date for you and you maybe could enjoy it, maybe you could hit it off with someone. Mm. But you will also get feedback on how the date went. Would you be open to that? Thirteen ten sixty. It's done positively as well. So the idea is for you, if you're struggling to continue to the second date or mm. get anyone, is to know how how to act the next time around. This was on this date we sent this girl out on. This was the feedback mm. that the guy had given her about her sarcastic um, demeanor. There was a lot of jokes, having a lot of fun. A lot of the time at my expense, which I'm totally fine with, but you, you do walk away from it at the end of the, the night going, okay, so I'm a few mixed cues here because we were there for a few hours and I had fun and I laughed a lot and everything like that, but also I don't know if she likes me that much. And, you know, so, right. Yeah. And she never realised that about herself. Yeah. She thought she was being funny and playful, but the guys walked away thinking... Oh, she she doesn't like me, so they never followed up a second day. Mm. I actually think this will work um, better uh, these days because that was a while ago we did it the first time when ghosting wasn't really much of a thing. But a lot of people end up with dates going, I don't know why I just never heard from the person yeah. again. What mm. did I do? And then you start thinking about it a lot more. So that that mm. get rid of that. You you know what you do because someone would have told you. Yeah. So all you've got to do is call thirteen ten sixty. We send you on a date. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Then you get feedback. It's constructive. We always get a lot more girls as well, so we need some guys mm. as well to call. Well, when you're perfect, I guess. <laughs> so there's a lot of guys that need some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of the dates, too, they're not necessarily about finding someone. So don't no. feel the pressure about the person that you date that it's going to be about you hitting it off mm. or not. They're just going to, you're going to be there to be told. Hey, you were 10 minutes late. Mm-hmm. That annoyed me. Yes. Yeah. You know, because people often think, I'll turn up 10 minutes late because then I don't seem too keen. Mm. But no, it makes you look bad. You mm. talked about your ex too much. You always yeah. were on your phone. Things like that. Mm. So you can call You chew on- loudly and I wanted to vomit. <laughs> you took so, me pick hunting. <laughs> we'll organise the date, all right? We'll take that pressure away. We'll pay for the date. Maybe stabs onto something, though. No, no, Maybe no, people no. are picking the wrong places for dates. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we're going to do that, okay? Right. We don't want people to pay for it. But 131060 if you want to be involved, or you can reach out to us on our Facebook pages. Uh, all genders, all orientations, mm-hmm. all ages. Mm-hmm. Give us the buzz right now here at B105. We go inside the locker room of the Brisbane Lions next. We're going to find out what they would buy Abby for her 40th birthday. Oh, Some yes. very interesting <laughs> responses. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
the Lions, uh, good friends of ours here on the show. They're very excited at the fact that you're turning 40 very soon, Abby. Yeah. I love the Lions more than they love me, but I, yeah. Well, you don't know that. Huh. <laughs> you don't combined. know what they say about you behind Maybe not that. separately, but all combined, I they would so, love yeah. you. Yeah, they're going to be at the 40th cheering as much as I normally am at the Gabba. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. So um, we sent Charlie Cameron into the locker room yesterday at training to have mm. a chat to the boys. And I'm so glad that he thought of this because we probably haven't thought this far ahead yet. We've just been party planning, Stab, but we haven't thought... What are we going to get you for your third, 40th birthday? Hannah Maha, I don't want a present. Ah, she says that. No, 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 I really don't. I really don't. So first off, a box of favourites, and then we'll work from there. I'll yeah. do what, um, you know, like uh, Prince Harry did. Mm. And that. Oh, you can donate to a charity, I'm but give me the receipt. Now, give me the receipt, though, for you. <laughs> no. I don't want any of that dodgy oh. stuff. You can donate to, like, Small Steps Matter, but I want the receipt. Okay. Well, that's good to always have a tax-deductible <laughs> birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look how much I've spent getting someone for birth. Better be a big present there. Yeah. Um, well, it's a great thing because everyone's thinking, what are we going to buy you? What do you get the girl who's Has got everything? everything. You know, mm. um, he hit the sheds to ask the boys, here's what the Lions are planning to buy you for your birthday. Hey, guys, it's Charlie Cameron here. Um, we're at the Lions um, facility talking to a few boys about um, what you get Abby for her birthday. So she's number one ticket holder. Um, for me, what I get her, probably get some flowers and a new handbag. Um, I think that's what girls want. So we'll go chat to some boys. I think we've got Zorko, um, Daniel Rich, Mitch Robbo and Reese Matheson. So we're going to have a chat to them. So see how we go. Reese, uh, what would you get her for her birthday? I'm not too good with presents, but I like uh, going out for dinners and stuff like that. So uh, I could take her out on a nice dinner, I reckon. <laughs> what about um, clubbing? Would you take her clubbing? Um, yeah, for a 40th, you can go out for a club, can't you? Where, where would you go? Uh, Fridays. Fridays, yeah, it's pretty good. Go Mitch Robbo here. Uh, so 40th is a pretty big one. She doesn't look a day over 39, I'll tell you that much. Um, I would start the day off mm-hmm. with flowers. Um, yeah. I go to my local flower shop, take her to the drive-in movies, because I think that goes... Uh, Which ones? Uh, the one down the coast. Yatla. Yatla, yeah, Yatala, whatever it's called. Yatla. And then I'll take her for a drive back to the house, and we'd have a candle at dinner. Um, and and would you go out? Um, I'll take her to Fridays with all the, with all the boys. Yeah, Matho's already said that. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, it's Abby Coleman's 40th birthday, so what would you do? Yeah, I, uh, I know um, Abby's husband, Scotty's an yeah. Adelaide supporter, so might start off by getting her a new husband. <laughs> and then uh, and then some Lions gear as well for him. Yeah. Is that what you get her? Uh, maybe a massage or a manicure. Oh, LSKD does some good... Uh, yeah, you yeah, can get some stuff out. Shout out LSKD. Zorks, it's Abby's 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Ab. Hope you have a fantastic 40th, I'm sure you will. Uh, what would I get her? Uh, probably a nice, um, maybe a boat cruise down the Brisbane River, uh, maybe a bottle of champagne and a, a nice um, sunset, you know, dinner. Yeah. Where at? Well, on the boat. Blackbird? <laughs> no, on the boat. Oh, on the boat still. We're, the whole, we're still on the boat. Yeah, the whole, oh, it's a whole afternoon. We're going down the boat. Home by nine, yeah, tuck the kids in and, um, you know, you're 40. No, that's a good night. That, that, that seems like a good night, um, romantic, so for a 40-year-old, so, yeah, not bad. Oh, well, what are you... You're probably not going to hit the clubs at 40, are you? Nah, probably not. You might. You might. Have a great day, Abs. Have a great day. Cheers. Go line. Too old for clubbing, Do you know what I love, though? Are they getting free drinks at Fridays now? Sounds like it. I love it. I love how they all answered, like... Not what they would actually buy her, like if a friend, but like if they were her partner. For the 40th, yeah. yeah. But it was like if you, if you were the husband or well, the boyfriend. That's what I think they're thinking from their mm. perspective. What is what is my mm. missus going to want at her 40th, yeah. you know? 
I love two different opinions. So am I too old to hit the clubs or am I not? Because I don't know. This is depending it's... on an after party. Zorkos thinks I should be in bed by nine, mm, which yeah. is interesting because the party might finish at that time. Mm. Well, we can ask that. We'll go with Reese. We'll go out. I mean, the boys did say that they were going to Fridays. I'm not sure if they confirmed <laughs> if they were taking you or not, but so, they were definitely. You have to be impressed with how many uh, plugs they got in. Be at Fridays. That's very good. That used to be a Broncos bar. Yeah, well, used to hang out there. When's the last time you went there, though? With the Broncos. <laughs> yes, Wally Lewis. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting question. At what age does clubbing yeah. become inappropriate? Because mm. you think about it. Yeah. Like well, an 18-year-old. It's, not, it's year old. not inappropriate, but it's just inappropriate to certain people. Because when I was there when I was 18, you go, what are you doing, mm. Dad? Go home. Well, that's it. When you're old enough to be the parent of someone who's allowed in there, but I think But if you're like 30, sketchy. you might be okay with someone 40. Uh, but then I what? think it swings back around, because if you saw an 80-year-old there, you'd be like, yeah, rock on! Yeah. You speak yeah. to, I want to have a chat next week to maybe 18-year-olds. And ask what oh, their view is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See what they yeah. think. That's I'll, a good I'll show way. them a few moves. Yeah. They see if that's appropriate. When you oh, guys God. see us in the club, tell us your inner thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you need help with something, you can send an email, dearabby at b105.com.au. We've got one from a listener called uh, Leone who really does need help. So mm-hmm. if you're in the position, I'd love you to reach out. She's written, Dear Abby, we have baby triplet girls aged eight months after being on bed rest pretty much my entire pregnancy. Mm. Had an emergency C-section at 32 weeks, resulting um, in me being in a coma. Wow. Sadly, I didn't meet the girls for a couple of days. That and the trauma to my body went through, resulting in my milk not coming through. I did try to breastfeed while they're in um, hospital, um, but after expressing, was only getting 200 meals. We purchased breast milk from the milk bank during this time to give the girls the best start, which cost about $7,000. Ouch. She's even written ouch. Seven grand for the year or like 7,000? Seven grand. Well, they have not even a year yet, but seven grand for that time. Recently, all three have been diagnosed with tongue-tied and lip ties, gut Mm -hmm. issues, and two have eczema. On advice from our lactation consultant, we've been trying to source breast milk from ladies who have oversupply and and graciously donated their liquid gold. Oh, that's so what it's called, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm desperately trying to feed the girls milk rather than formula, but they've been gone through over two litres per day. It's a challenge that I'm finding is, is a lot of women are unaware of and they might just be pouring down the excess milk down mm. the sink that we desperately want them to donate. Um, my hubby and I are driving all over Brisbane, Gold Coast and Sunny Coast, collecting 500 meals here and there. It is stressful and taking its toll. So they're driving around about three hours just collecting milk. Wow, okay. So a friend of theirs suggested they get in touch to ask for help. Uh, Leone, morning. Good morning. <laughs> now, now, hearing all this, and I'm going to ask, and you know that I don't want this to be, I know like breast milk is such a personal um, thing, and I desperately wanted yeah. to do it as well. And it'd be hard because I guess a lot of people are saying maybe it's a time to do formula. But for you, it's something really personal that you want to try as hard as possible. Yeah, particularly because the girls have gut issues mm. and two of them have eczema, one pretty bad. So what we've noticed is with the breast milk is the eczema has started to clear up, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, shows you that breast milk is uh, really good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, breast is best, they say. Yeah, but no one wants to say that. You've got to be – it's hard. Breastfeeding's hard <laughs> for, for really anyone. Hard. And what you've gone through is unbelievable and the amount of effort that you've gone. But are, are you still – are you still paying for it and you're still travelling all over the place? 
No, we're we're not paying for it. Um, I actually worked out it was closer to ten grand, and that was over seven weeks that we paid for that. Wow! <laughs> so we did you have to? And I'm I'm meaning this um, in all seriousness. Was it like going yeah. to the the shop to buy milk? You go to this breast milk place and you give them a hundred bucks, they give you three liters or something, yeah. or how does it yeah, work? Yeah. Yep, there's a milk bank. Um, it's about one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty dollars per liter. Mm. Uh, and so what we would do is we would order it and then they would have it delivered in an esky to the hospital and then they'd put it in the freezer at the hospital and we'd take it out and the, the wonderful nurses would thaw it out and prepare the milk for the girls. Do they still have wet nurses and is that something, do they still have them? Would you do uh, that, Leonie? Well, I, th- I think they do have wet nurses, but we've been connecting with ladies who literally have too much milk mm. and who are happy to donate. So... That does mean a lot of driving because, you know, one lady on the north side of Brisbane has 500 mils, one lady on the south side of Brisbane has a litre and a half. Yeah. So you're kind of driving all over the place. So there's a lot of driving. So we, we, we're just calling if anyone has a solution. I don't know. Would you take frozen milk as well if anyone has a deep freezer where they've been storing Absolutely. it? Yeah, yeah. anything yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. What's the... Um, because when you're donating something like this, does it need to go all through stringent tests for people to be able to donate it? And 131060, if you're someone that can help out. Yeah, they do have certain requirements if you're donating to the milk bank and places like that. Mm. When you're collecting from ladies directly, there's, there's none of that. So you are taking a bit of a chance. But these ladies are selflessly yeah. expressing yeah. at 2 a.m. in the morning. So, you know, I think they're probably going to be doing the right thing and not... Well, I've been out partying all night taking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just saw Maddie's eyes lit up with the money. And that's the only time I've ever thought he's probably thought about a reversal of like. <laughs> no, there's no chance I would get Esther pregnant just to make money on the, it's on a the lot milk of, bank. It's a lot of money for Children. it. It is, expensive. isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, you, you don't actually, you're not allowed to charge for breast milk. Oh, uh, it's, yep. Yeah. It is that substance, yeah. so it's just for people to do- donate, yeah. How do people, you know, like family members and friends, what are the types of things they say to you when you tell them that you're using a stranger's milk? Do they find it weird? Uh, somebody said, are you okay using another woman's milk? And I said, are you okay using a cow's milk? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the lady. Yeah. yeah. But because it's so, so it's not spoken about or it's quite rare to do it, I guess, or, or maybe it isn't rare and it's done more often. I, I imagine some people would feel like they have to give you their opinion on it, hey? Yeah, look, there is a bit of that. Um, what I have found, though, is people are really interested because a lot of people aren't aware, and I wasn't until I needed it. I had no idea about this mm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and there are so many women who have too much milk that literally pour it down the sink when there are women like me that need it. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons why I wanted to phone in was to get a bit of a message out there to have people understand that if you do have a lot of milk, there are options. You can help all these families that need it so desperately. Well, we've got a lot of calls, people coming through on 131060. Hannah in Ripley, you're on the air with Leonie. Yeah, um, I've just recently donated just under three litres, so I'd love to help her out if she would like it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Hannah. <laughs> I'd love it. Hannah, are you still, have you still got a little one now? Yeah, he's um, 11 weeks, but I've got a massive oversupply. Wow. It's always way, isn't it, that we're always, everyone's so got different. other heaps mm. or some people yeah. are really trying to get I mean, that. Three litres of that liquid gold, that's a, yeah, well done. Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever really thought about donating breast milk, and so then hearing this, it was sort of perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. You oh, know how you, no question's a dumb question, ladies? 
Uh, no one said that, but you go for it. Uh, <laughs> is it possible? So if your child stops feeding, mm. if you just keep expressing, yeah, so can you just going. keep the milk going and going and going? Yeah, expressing is yeah, always definitely. a little bit harder than like breastfeeding. You, your milk sometimes goes down. It's not the same suction. But, yes, you can continue mm. to go. So right. some people, after they've stopped feeding their child, will still continue. Yeah. To, to donate. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Sandra uh, yeah. in Windaroo, uh, what have you got for us? Um, so I was one of those people who also had an oversupply of milk mm-hmm. and I recently donated it. But I highly recommend going on Facebook to a group called Eats on Feet. They connect mothers with an oversupply and milk to share mm-hmm. with mothers who need it. Have you heard of them, Leonie? Eats on Feet. I have. And okay. I have had some amazing women donate. I've, I'm also on human milk for human babies. That's another fantastic oh, okay. place. Right. Yeah. You just cut out a bit there. What was it called, the second one? Uh, human milk for human babies. Human babies. Okay, great. Good old Facebook, hey? Yeah. Well, the Eats yeah. on Feets, they were like, we, uh, we've already got we- Meals on Wheels. We'll call ourselves Eats on Feets because we're... <laughs> so they yeah. go around. And, mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's great. some great people out there. Isn't there? Uh, hey, Sarah, you're on the air with us. <laughs> Hi. Um... I have a large oversupply as well that I'm happy to donate. I've been donating to a lady with twins, but she's transitioning the twins to formula, so I'm happy to give you what she doesn't require anymore. I get about Brilliant. 500 books. For a day. Oh, we've got a bit of a wow. bad line and oh, an indicator there. Oh, I wanted to hear 500 a day. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we hope that they can, um, that can help out, Leonie. And I know that one of the, the main things that you wanted to get across as well is don't just pour it down the, the, the sink. There's things you can do if you do have that oversupply. Yeah, absolutely. You can just post literally on one of those groups and somebody like me will come and collect the milk. Yeah, so right. there's no effort really on your part other than obviously expressing, which is <laughs> quite if, difficult. Yeah. Maybe if we get to the day where you can go down to the food works, get a loaf of bread mm. and some breast milk as well, there's like a little fridge there mm. that mums yeah. could go and help themselves to. Yes, that would be amazing. Just an I idea feel like I'm going to need a bigger freezer. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, there's, there's other calls yeah, coming yeah. through as well, and we'll make sure you get in contact with everyone that's calling to help you out. All and right. thanks for reaching out to us, Leonie. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Throughout history, mankind has achieved the impossible. Time is not absolute. Creating electricity. He's alive! He's alive! The moon landing. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Cloning a sheep. A land called Dolly was cloned in Scotland. And created a platform to argue about almost anything with anyone while sharing bikini pics on holidays. Are you talking about the internet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. The time has come for mankind's next impossible achievement. Can we pick a number between one and one million? It only happens this time on a Friday when we find the person in Brisbane who is destined for greatness. The whole city stops and they turn to the B105 tower with their (laughs) radios up loud awaiting to find who is going to immortalise themselves right now with the number. They're going to need a statue. Yes. Look at the Sun camera crews just waiting out here. Mm-hmm. They're filming. Yep. They're going to get a statue at the Gabba 
They'll get a whole thing at the museum. In fact, you know what? Yeah. They might erect a giant statue that if you press the button, it comes up out of the water of the oh, Brisbane I River. Oh, I like it. Wow, that's All nice. All the way up from that depth. And that person uh, in the statue will be Danielle from Mango Hill. Hey, Chosen One. Hello. Hey. What do you want to be wearing in your statue? Oh. It's a bit cool, isn't it? Is I think cool? awesome and... Yeah. Extravagant. Extravagant, <laughs> yeah, like a ball. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. you can you have a think about that because right now a computer has generated a number between one and one million. The only person who knows is our executive producer, Siobhan. If she goes down, the number goes down with her. That's a good point. Um, we need to really do something about that. Uh, so you tell us what it is and see if you are the luckiest person in Brisbane. Okay, well, the number God came to me in a dream Ooh. and said, Danielle, you need to pick one and seven. Seventeen is the number. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so they Bring didn't... the guys at B105 mm-hmm. and tell them number 17. So that is my number. Right. Okay. So they didn't say, like, one and seven, it could be 71. They definitely said in that order. No, it's definitely 17. Okay. Yeah, we wonder if it was going to be low. It could be low, it could be high. It obviously is, she knows it. Yeah, that's true. Let's wrap You've it up then. never spoken <laughs> more truth. Let's go to the only person who knows for sure right now is the number between 1 and 1 million 17. Oh my God, Danielle, it's not. Oh, yeah. oh. Shit acting. You were too out of the blocks too much. <laughs> Got me. Oh, uh, sorry, Danielle. Sorry, hum. That's all good. But Thank you put you. that number in a lotto. We've got a Sindo. Maybe that's what you're meaning, and I'll put it in a Sindo for next week. <laughs> Maybe 17th the number of children you're going to have. Who knows? Oh, God, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much. We'll do it again same time next week. The number between one and one million at B105. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.